welcome to Transforming Minds, Transforming Lives, a podcast series of RCCG Living Spring Pittsburgh. Stay tuned for our senior pastor, Boyga Esson. I share on the topic, building your self-image, Judges chapter 6 and verse 12. The Bible says in Judges chapter 6 and verse 12, And the angel of the Lord appeared to him, saying, The Lord is with you, you mighty man of valor. Verse 13, Gideon said to him, Oh, my Lord, if the Lord is with us, why then has all this happened to us? And where are all his miracles, which our fathers told us about? Saying, Did not the Lord bring us up from Egypt? But now the Lord has forsaken us, delivered us into the hands of the Midianites. Then the Lord turned to him and said, Go in this might of yours, and you shall save Israel from the hand of the Midianites. Have I not sent you? So he said to him, Oh, my Lord, how can I save Israel? Indeed, my clan is the weakest in Manasseh, and I'm the least in my father's house. And the Lord said to him, Surely I'll be with you, and you shall defeat the Midianites as one man, building your self-image. I'm sure you know the story very well. The Israelites were being oppressed by the Midianites. Every time they planted, they would wait for their crops to harvest, and they would just go and destroy their crops. They would destroy their harvest. So it was going on for so much, and because of that, they were impoverished. The whole Israel was impoverished because they left the law, because they forsook him. So God allowed their enemies to have the upper hand. So out of the blue, an angel of God just showed up to Gideon, and they called him, you mighty man of valor. And the guy was saying, look, where is the Lord? He has forsaken us. Where are all the miracles? And the Bible says so clearly that the angel of God said, look, go. You are the one to deliver Israel from the hands of the Midianites. And Gideon said, that can be. He said, look, my clan is the weakest in Manasseh. My family is the weakest in Manasseh. And even me, I'm the least of my father's house. So he automatically disqualified himself. There was no way he could see himself play that role. But you have to realize that there's a heaven's perspective of you. There's a way God views you that many times you don't view yourself that way. You see, for God to use any man, God will convert the man. For God to use any man, God will introduce that man to the man. Amen? A classical example. When Moses was born, they called him Moses because they drew him out of water. That name means because he was drawn out of water. Those days when they name you, they are naming you according to your situation, according to the circumstance of your birth. When I was born, my father, around that time, was promoted in his workplace. And that's where I go by the name Boega. Boega means someone that God has exalted. You see, in cultures, they name you according to the situation that surrounds your birth. So when Jacob was named, because he came out as a second train, the brother Esau was named Esau because he was very hairy. He came out with hairs all over him. And they called him Esau, the hairy one. So when Jacob came out, he held to the heel of Esau. And he came out after Esau. And because he held to the heel of Esau, his father said this one will be a supplanter. This one will be a cheat, always trying to override other people. So that was why he named him Jacob. God never named Jacob Jacob. It was people that named Jacob Jacob. And when it was time for God to introduce Jacob to Jacob, he went into a wrestling match with him. And he told him, your name shall no longer be Jacob, but it shall be Israel, a prince, a nation. So the way God sees you is not the way you see yourself most times. And when God wants to use a man, he introduces the man to himself. So God came to a Gideon who obviously had a low self-esteem. 
He says, how are you, thou mighty man of valor? And the guy began to say, look, ah, what, what are you saying here? Where is the mighty man of valor? I said, look, I'm the least in my family. My family is the weakest in Manasseh. Where is the mighty man coming from? But if you look at the end of Gideon, he became persuaded. What God called him, he became. Is my prayer what God is calling you, you will become in Jesus' mighty name. The way heaven views you, your sight of you will align with the sight of heaven in the mighty name of Jesus. You see, God cannot use you if you have a poor self-image. A poor self-image means you see yourself as low, as inferior. A poor self-image means you have a poor self-estimation of yourself. You don't see yourself well. A poor self-image means the picture of you that you carry within is weak, is poor, is inferior. Everybody has a picture of themselves they carry. There's a way you see yourself. There's an image of you that you carry. But when God wants to use you, it converts you from the inside. It makes you start seeing you the way you are supposed to see you. It's so important for us to have a healthy self-image. It's so critical that you see yourself the way everyone sees you. Because for God to use you, he has to convert you. Yes, God uses the weak to shame the mighty. Yes, but he doesn't leave them as weak as foolish. Yes, he will use them because they are weak for starters. But over time, he would have converted them. There's no way how you have a poor self-image that you have dominion. That's why somehow slaves, they don't own properties. People with slave mentalities, they don't achieve much in life. You cannot, with the mentality of a slave, reign as a king. You cannot, with the mentality of a peasant, dwell and occupy and take control of a palace. For you to take control of a palace, there is a journey. God would have converted your mind to begin to think as a king. It's possible to think as a king and you are living in the ghetto. But over time, that inner world of yours, your externalities, we always match up with your inner world. So even though you are thinking as a king, you live in a ghetto, if you keep thinking as a king, you will see yourself in the palace. So the way you carry yourself matters a lot. Those guys said, we look like grasshopper before them. Numbers 13, verse 33. God told them, go take the land. They got there, they saw the giants. They said, we cannot take this land. These people are too big for us to handle. And they said to Moses, that we saw ourselves as grasshopper. And they also saw us as grasshopper. And because of that, 10 leaders out of 12 were disqualified. They couldn't possess their possession because they couldn't see themselves dominating. Somebody who has a poor self-image cannot dominate. People who have poor self-image, they don't have confidence in themselves. When they promote them, they shy away from the promotion because they can't see themselves handling it. But there's much more to you than beats the high. God has a plan. He has a purpose. God has a will for your life. And I pray that will will come to pass in Jesus' mighty name. Your self-image is your replica. The way you see yourself as who, who you actually are. Proverbs 27 verse 19, Proverbs 27 19 says, As water reflects the face of a man, so also the act of a man reveals the man. So the way you think is actually who you are. But you have to know that you are not just by yourself. 95% of people, according to psychologists, battle with poor self-image. 95%. In other words, if you line 10 people up, 9 of them have a self-image problem. You are not alone. It's okay. But don't remain where you are. Because you have the image in God's image. The Bible says, David said, 
What is man? He was talking to God. They are so mindful of him. What is the son of man that you visit him? You made him a little lower than angels. Say so you have crowned him with glory and honor. So you have given him dominion over the works of your hands. So even the natural man before God is not a mean creature. Not to not talk of the supernatural man who carries the Holy Spirit. God has invested so much in us. But because we don't see ourselves the way we should see ourselves, we are limited. Many times we limit the only one of Israel. What God wants to do in our lives, he can't get it done. Because the way you are seeing you and the way you are even seeing God is so messed up. But it's my prayer God will clean your brain. It will reveal you to you. It will show you a brand new you. And as it shows you that brand new you, you will become what it shows you in Jesus' mighty name. It doesn't matter whether you have a pedigree or not. <laughs> this guy, Esther's uncle, Mordecai, he was just a great man and became governor because God was in control. So somehow this image matter matters a lot. You have to realize you have to work on you. The reason why we have the Bible is to make you begin to think, transform your mind. Romans chapter 12 verse 2 said, don't be conformed to this word, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. So it's a process you have to work on. You have to know who you are. You have to know you're not just an ordinary child. You're a daughter of Zion. You're a child of destiny. You have to learn to talk to you. How do I know if I have a low self-image? How do I know if I have inferiority complex? The Bible says in 1 Samuel chapter 18, verse 7 to 9, that people who have such, they're extremely sensitive to other people's opinions. Yes, people's opinion matter. But these people are so extra sensitive. In other words, when you live your life based on other people's opinion, if somebody says you can't do it, then you just resign. I can't do it because so-and-so said I can't do it. Saul is a very critical example of a low self-image in the Bible, mind you. King Saul was there shortly after David fed Goliath. The women went to town. They began to sing the praise of David. That David had slain ten thousands and Saul just slew just a thousand. They were hailing David to the high heavens. And guess what? The king who was on the throne, as a king, you don't expect this guy to have a poor self-image. But even though he was a king, he had a very inferiority complex. The Bible says he was jealous of David because of that. He hired David, and he couldn't work on himself. He began to pursue this boy. That jealousy grew to become hatred. He didn't renew his mind to say, look, I'm king. Yes, even though David is a fighter, he's a warrior now, this popularity will not last for long. And the one who has the throne. I mean, there's a way you can talk yourself out of envy. There's a way you can talk yourself. If somebody is becoming more popular than you, even though you are the king, you still have to be able to say, look, I'm the king. And let that awareness sink into you. But Saul couldn't handle it. He couldn't handle David's popularity over him. And he began to become jealous of this boy who was far from him, in age, in rank, in stature. Extreme sensitivity. Where you are too sensitive. People also have a poor self-image, and people are very conscious, very class-conscious, very self-conscious. It will amaze you that at times people buy these big luxuries just to cover up. You know, many times people feel very little inside. They need something to boost their image. So that's why you see there are times they buy things they cannot afford because they want to boost their image. People who have poor self-image are very pessimist. They always expect the worst because they always keep measuring themselves with the challenge they are going through. A very critical example, Numbers chapter 13, verse 31. God said to these people, look, you have the land. It is yours. Just go take it. But when they go there, they saw challenge. Rather than measure the challenge vis-a-vis God, they were measuring the challenge vis-a-vis themselves. And ten of them went back. 
They couldn't tackle the challenge. So when you're too pessimistic, you always see the darkness in the cloud. You never see the silver lining in the cloud. You are so wired negatively. So people are very pessimistic. Many times it's because they have a poor self-image. Is my prayer God to shake off pessimism out of your life in the mighty name of Jesus? Is my prayer you will learn to see God vis-a-vis your challenges. You will learn to realize God is bigger than whatever thing you are dealing with. Also, people who have low self-esteem, they are very critical people, very judgmental. It's one thing for you to measure your challenges against yourself. It's another thing to measure other people against you. So you can measure your life challenges against you. I can't handle this. Okay, fine. But people also measure other people against themselves. People become so conscious. Oh, this one has a big pedigree. He has all the degrees. Oh, he's higher than me. Oh, I'm low there. He's high up there. You see, you have to realize the truth about life. It doesn't matter how accomplished you are. You still find somebody who's more accomplished than you. You have to get to a point you become comfortable in your skin. People who are not grateful that people always measure themselves vis-a-vis other people. That's why people are ungrateful. Oh, God hasn't done enough for me. You have to learn to be grateful. So if you don't learn to be grateful where you are, God will not take you to where you are supposed to be. So people who measure other people against themselves, when they see themselves falling short, they now try to bring down other people. Very good sign of inferiority complex. Where you're always bringing down other people. You never see the good in other people. You're always trying to pull them down because you think you are low. And you're trying to pull the eye down to your level. But guess what the Bible says? Romans chapter 14 verse 40. It says, why do you condemn another believer? Why do you look down on another believer? Remember this fact. We shall all stand before the judgment seat of God. Those who cut other people down, they do so to cover their poor self-image. They are trying to pull people down to the level they think they are in. And let me tell you this. Every man needs help. It doesn't matter how good, how glorious, how wonderful the man may appear. Every man under the heavens needs help. Also, very closely to this, people have inferiority complex. They wish in their hearts that they are somebody else. They are never satisfied with who God has made them. Remember I said that the percent of people have this challenge. So if you are seeing yourself in this, you are not a bad person. Sin batters people's image. And you have to know that. Bible says the wicked flee when no man pursues. Say, but the righteous are as bold as a lion. Righteousness exalts. It makes you bold. But when you're a sinner, you're always hiding. So that automatically batters your image. When you see people are always clinging, they can't stand alone. They always need someone to lean on. Always clinging like a parasite. That's a very good sign of inferiority complex. Even though King Saul was a king, God gave him instruction. Yes, go and destroy all the Amalekites. Clear them out. And he was going there to do just that. But somehow, because the people, when they saw the big spoils of war, they saw the big lambs, the big cows, the big bulls, they said, we can't destroy all this. We have to keep some. Because he was afraid of the people. Even though he was king, but he was still clinging on them. He couldn't tell them no. He went ahead and disobeyed God. When you never say no to people, even when it's inconveniencing you, that's a clear sign of inferiority complex. Because you don't want to lose your friendship, you don't want to lose some relationships, you always have to please them at all times. Even when you are displacing yourself and displacing God, you still go either please them anyway because you don't want to lose them. Clear example of inferiority complex. People always clink. They can't stand alone. People who have inferiority complex, they keep the wrong complaint. Anywhere they are giving them accolades, that's where they go to. Anywhere they are stroking their ego, massaging their ego, that's where they go to. And a very clear example is Samson. 
Samson was a mighty man. His birth was prophesied. He was predestined to deliver Israel from the hands of the Philistines. A great destiny. Unimaginable great destiny. Everything about him was divine. And guess what? He always just liked to just lean on strange women because they stroke his ego. They tell him, oh, you are the mighty man. They tell him things he wants to hear. So he just always kept the wrong company. And you know, his foolishness came to a height when Delilah wanted to have him tell her his secrets. Three times, Delilah kept on pressing him. Tell me the secret of your power. Tell me, tell me. And you could tell this woman is planning for my downfall. This is an enemy. Even when these your so-called friends are plotting, you know they are plotting. But because they massage your ego, because you are always clinging, you need their connections, you need their money, you need them to affirm you. Even when they are showing you that they are not your friends, there's a clear case of infidelity complex. People always clink. They always go to where their egos are massaged. Even when the company is so wrong. And can you guess, Samson met his Waterloo. Because Samson gave this woman his secrets. Because he was pressing. Judges chapter 16 verse 15. Because Samson's ego was being stroked by Delilah, by a strange woman, he didn't flee. Some company will kill your destiny. But that will not happen to you in Jesus' mighty name. Bible says evil communication corrupts good manners. It doesn't matter how good the person you have. If you hang out with dogs, you always rise up with fleas. A word is enough for the wise. Another way to know somebody who has an inferiority complex, they're always playing the blame game. They never take responsibility for anything. They never do. It's always somebody else. My father didn't send me to school. He's supposed to send me to school. They are trying to shack responsibility, and they always play the blame game. How do I know somebody who has an inferiority complex? This guy is unable to maintain quality relationships. Many people that cannot maintain solid relationships is because they have a poor self-image, inferiority complex. When you touch them, very sensitive. They can't take an insult. Jesus took an insult, mind you. Jesus took a reproach. As we conclude, <laughs> when I first came to America, and maybe I'm just talking to somebody, talking to an African-American, Caucasian, oh, I can't hear you. Where are you from? Where are you from? I can't hear you. Talk well, talk clearly. I can't hear you. I can't hear you. And before long, you know, I would want to meet somebody. I'll be afraid. Maybe if I talk to this one, as you say, I can't hear you. I can't hear you. So I will just walk away. The thing was affecting my psyche big time. So I just buckled up. I said, No, 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 no. Wait, guys. So this is not you. I mean, I began to remind myself who I was. So now if I come to talk to you, I can't hear you. You say, Oh, you can't hear because you're not listening. Pay attention to me. I have to tell myself some serious truths. Say, look, what I'm speaking is Queen's English, the original English. Amen. Amen. I mean, you battle these things every day. So you have to know, you know, you have to know. Because you're in a society that, look, if you don't kind of assert yourself, you just be looked down on. You have to learn how to buckle up. You have to learn to draw confidence from God. Self-confidence is very important. Self-confidence is very important. But the way God ordains it is this. When you have confidence in God, it rubs off on your own self-confidence. When you believe God, when you have confidence in God, there's no way how you bow before man. People draw confidence from different things. But the best place to draw confidence from is from God. Where you trust him, that confidence rubs off on you. The Bible says in Judges 8 and verse 22, Judges 8, 22, the same guy who was running away, this Gideon was threshing wheat 
in the wine press. You don't trust sweet in the wine press, you trust sweet in an open place that the air can blow the shell away. Because he was so much afraid of the Midianites, he was hiding. But look at what the Bible says about Gideon, Judges 8. That the men of Israel said to Gideon, Rule over us, both you and your son, and your grandson also. For you have delivered us from the hand of the Midianites. But Gideon said to them, I will not rule over you. Nor shall my son rule over you, the Lord shall rule over you. Amen. In other words, they arrested, became the arrester. Somebody who was hiding away from the Midianites now became God over them. God told Moses, I will make you a God to Pharaoh. So when Moses was approaching Pharaoh, he wasn't shivering like a leaf. He was going as a God to Pharaoh. And that's who you have. The Bible says God is the poor of the dust. And they leave the needy out of the hardship. You have to know how to talk to yourself. Because you're a son of God. You're a daughter of Zion. That's not small stuff. Many of us don't know who we are. That's why we behave the way we behave. When you start having a new perspective of you, when God begins to put his own thinking into you, then you see changes. And let me tell you this. God doesn't call you by your circumstances. He calls you by your destiny. Satan calls you by your sin. Satan knows your sin. He knows what you do in secret. And he calls you by your sin. But God doesn't call you by your sin. He calls you by your destiny. That's why he saw a David. I mean, he saw a king in a shepherd boy. And over time, he manifested. Over time, he emerged. It's my prayer that you, that is inside you, will emerge in the mighty name of Jesus. God never called Moses a murderer. But God saw a deliverer in a murderer. They told Jacob, you are Jacob. You're a supplanter. And the guy was living true to type. And God said, no, 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 this has to stop. You are not Jacob. You are Israel. He called him Israel and he lived up to that reputation. Somebody said, God also hid an apostle in a terrorist. Paul the apostle. That's the way God does. So it doesn't matter what the enemy is calling you. You know who you are. It doesn't matter what the enemy is calling you. God knows who you are. And it's my prayer today you will catch a vision. In the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you for listening and make sure you subscribe for more great podcasts.